everybody, and welcome to Raised on the Diz. This is episode 17. I am your host, Nick. And this is Olianne. Hi, everyone. We have some breaking news today. We're recording this on Thursday, September 16th. And today, Disney announced that there is one week to go for the virtual queue for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Rise of the Resistance. We had a lot of listeners on our program about how to outsmart the virtual queue, so we know a lot of people are interested in this ride. So here's what's going to happen. On the 23rd, which is next Thursday, it will switch to a standby queue, which means it's basically going to be like everything else in the park. We have heard some speculation online that that might mean that the Disney Genie Plus is not far away. Now, if you remember, that is paid fast passes, and this would be in a higher tier that you would have to pay for Mm -hmm. on top of the regular Disney Genie Plus. So I don't know if that is what's happening, but Zolian, they are going to bring back the virtual queue at times of the year that have higher than usual crowds. Yeah, that makes sense. And I wonder, you know, moving into the October 1st, the the beginning of the anniversary of Disney World, um, if, you know, that will be something then that will come back pretty quick is that virtual queue. But yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the genie because I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there, especially Star Wars fans, who would gladly pay extra to guarantee a spot on, on Rise of the Resistance. I've read a lot of things online where, you know, people have traveled to Disney and have not been able to get on that ride and they are really, really disappointed to have missed out on that. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how how all of that will play out. They have been experimenting with a standby line over the course of the summer when they've finished up the virtual queues for the day. They've allowed people to move through the line in a standby fashion. So this is something that they've been preparing for. But we will be keeping an eye on you know what's happening with that and, and what some of the feedback that we're hearing for that standby line as it goes into effect next Thursday. But that is the big news out of Disney World today. But the one thing that we're talking about today, we're working through a series. And I said to Zolianne, it's almost like a a good sermon series at church. (laughs) You know, you know what you're going to talk about from week to week. And we're moving through a series of different hotels that we've stayed at and talking about them because we know that it's a tough decision whenever Mm -hmm. you decide to go to Disney World. The next question is, okay, well, where are we going to stay? And we've stayed at a collection of value, moderate and deluxe resorts, Mm -hmm. both um, regular hotels and Disney Vacation Club. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's what this is all about. You know, giving tips in the lens of if you're taking your family, including small children to Disney World, what can you anticipate? And the hotel is a big part of that. So today we're going to talk about what I think we can both agree on is our favorite resort. And it's the newest resort, Disney Riviera Resort. Am I guessing correctly that it's your favorite? <laughs> I know you you really tend to think about these things very hard. Yeah, I you know, I don't like to pick a favorite because, you know, each of the resorts are really great in their own way. And, you know, and Nick's right, you know, whenever you're planning a trip, you know, deciding where you're going to stay is a really big deal because it kind of sets the stage, you know, for your trip. Now, that doesn't mean that you know, it's make or break, you know, your trip. Um, but because of course you go to the parks and do other things, but you know, it is interesting to, you know, where you stay, you know, the theming and all that kind of stuff, it all plays into, to your experience. So yeah, Riviera was one that I wouldn't have thought would be even in my, probably my top five going into it. And I know that sounds weird because it is a new resort. Um, but it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty high up there. So I think you've guessed 
You've guessed correctly. Yeah, I I fall on the little a uh, little bit more on the decisive side of things. So I'll go ahead and declare <laughs> it my favorite. So Disney Riviera Resort has a couple things going for it that I really like. Number one, no exterior hallways. So only mm-hmm. again knows that that is a particular um, <laughs> preference so, of mine. So I don't like that. hotel rooms that exit to the outside. I like regular hotel hallways. And it's also a tower, which means mm-hmm. that everything is all in one place. There are a lot of hotels at Disney that are spread out and mm-hmm. are not tower hotels. I tend to prefer the ones that are towers and have everything right. all in one place. Convenient. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. We we stayed at Polynesian, and I and I'm I'm not saying anything negative about Polynesian. I only stayed there one night, so I don't want to base anything on that. Just one night stay. But I got lost going from like the the little quick service restaurant to try to find our building. Now, granted, it was our first like we had just gotten there and. I wasn't really familiar with the kind of the layout of everything. It was getting dark, but I could not for the life of me find our building. And so I had to go back and like have Nick like help me find the building. So it's very spread out. I tend to agree with you with the the tower. So what this is, is it's a tower hotel that is based on the French and Italian Riviera. It kind of has a fusion where mm-hmm. it's not quite French and it's not quite Italian, but I think it, you know, kind of blends into a really nice hotel. And it's based on Walt Disney and Lillian Disney. That was his wife. Their adventures overseas mm-hmm. traveling in the French and Italian Riviera, which were vacations that they really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And whenever you enter the Riviera Hotel, uh, there are pictures of Walt and Lillian's trips. There's actually a lounge mm-hmm. uh, off the lobby of this hotel called the Voyager's Lounge which is really nice. It has, uh, it's almost like a library, but there's a lot of vintage Disney memorabilia there and also pictures of Walt and Lillian's adventures in the Riviera. So um, really nice hotel. This is actually the newest hotel on property, property I believe. Um, Coronado Grandestino might be a little bit newer, but it's between those two. Mm -hmm. This hotel opened in December of 2019, and it is a Disney Vacation Club hotel. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't stay here if you aren't a DVC member. You can uh, reserve a trip to Disney's Riviera Resort on the Disney website using cash. And you can also rent DVC points. And there's many different ways to do that. And Mm -hmm. it is a great way to save some money over uh, booking a cash stay at a DVC resort. So Mm -hmm. um, it's a great resort. There's lots of different ways to enjoy it as far as accommodations. Like a typical Disney Vacation Club resort, There are studios, both that have standard and preferred views. And then there's a one-bedroom option that sleeps five people, Mm -hmm. a two-bedroom option that will sleep nine people, and then Grand Villas, which will sleep a ton of people. Yeah, and those are, of course, pretty pricey. I don't have the figures offhand, but, you know, if you, you know, go in with several families or, or whatever, then, you know, it could become a little more affordable uh, for you. But but yeah, the Riviera, just to go back to what you were saying about like Walt and his wife, you know, Riviera is this this kind of grand, kind of posh, luxurious looking hotel. But what I love about it is it is infused with all of this like personalized stuff. You know, like I feel like this is the most 
kind of, I don't know, like personal, you know, the most intimate kind of of the hotels because, you know, you kind of almost feel as if, you know, Walt sort of approved this thing himself, you know, based on his travel. So, yeah, so that's definitely a cool, a cool factor that a lot of the, uh, the, the resorts don't have. And it definitely has a European feel as you're yeah. looking at it. And the grounds have a European feel as well. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know where Riviera is, it's actually located adjacent to Caribbean Beach, mm-hmm. which is a, a moderate resort. But I think the two resorts blend really well mm-hmm. together. Um, and it's just just a really nice hotel. As you walk around the different hallways of the hotel, there there's a lot of art, mm-hmm. obviously, with a, a French and Italian themed hotel. You've got to have lots of art. And uh, I would invite folks, if they head to Riviera, to just check out the art yeah. and look closely at it, because every single piece of art at Riviera has some sort of Disney touch. You might think that you're looking at a picture of a Tuscan countryside, mm-hmm. um, but it actually is based on Cars, mm-hmm. I think Cars 2 and Lightning McQueen is in a little piece of the painting. Right. And you can actually buy the paintings at the gift shop as well mm-hmm. on demand. So it's a great hotel. Um, you know, we have stayed at a studio there mm-hmm. and the studios are awesome because they sleep five people. Which a lot don't do. Right. So, which yeah. is which is kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, there only are a few resorts where you can do that. There's a, a bed that pulls down under the TV that sleeps one person and then a full size queen Murphy, Murphy bed. bed yeah. That uh, is not it's not a pull out bed. It's a, it's an actual mattress. So it's a very comfortable bed that pulls down over the couch. Mm -hmm. And this is something that Disney is doing a lot that is really awesome. So, you know, if you're looking to do a cash stay, they are available a Mm -hmm. lot on the Disney World website, studios especially. Mm -hmm. And Disney World commonly runs 25% off sales Mm -hmm. on Riviera rooms and a lot of different deluxe rooms and moderate rooms and value across the Disney World Resort. So definitely check that out. Um, because the the proximity to parks and the resort itself very nice. Yeah, and I thought the studio. I mean, you know, we have five five people in our family, and I I did not feel like overly crammed in this studio. And like Nick said, you know, the Murphy beds. I mean, all three of our kids slept in that. I think the one night, all three of them slept in it. I know Christian then went and slept in in that smaller pull out bed below the television. But, you know, even with the bed pulled down, both beds, it didn't feel like overly crammed. Um, each of the rooms have a really nice balcony that I've either overlooks like the pool area or the gardens or, you know, you can see the Skyliner. I know the um, standard view is of the parking lot. However, if, you know, kind of the caveat there is you get to see the Epcot fireworks from that view. So I feel like with this this resort there's really no there's no there aren't any bad views anywhere because you're either seeing like a great view of the skyliner or you're seeing the fireworks yeah so it's standard and preferred view but it's hard to say like zoli ann mentioned which one is better because Mm -hmm. you are basically right on top of epcot if you have a standard view it's it's right across the the roadway and you have a great view of the epcot ball spaceship earth or you have a preferred view, which you get a nice view of the Skyliner mm-hmm. and the swimming pool and the grounds and all of that. So there, I don't know that there really is a preferred view here. I mm-hmm. think regardless of which one you pick, you're getting a great view. So my advice there would be to not stress about the view. No. And I would probably recommend, as I did last week with Animal Kingdom Lodge, go with the standard view yeah. because you know, you're getting that fireworks view as well. Right. And if you're high enough at the hotel, one of the, the big perks about Riviera 
is you can actually see fireworks at Epcot, Hollywood Studios. And if you're high enough, you can see Happily Ever After at Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom as well. So there's a possibility of being able to see three fireworks shows. Yeah, that's really cool. And if you know, if you're someone who likes to watch the Skyliner like we do, I mean, the, the Skyliner, I can't say enough awesome things about it. It's so cool, even just to look at. Um, but if you're someone who maybe has you know, that standard view and you can't see the Skyliner from your room, you know, you can go to the pool and and hang out and watch the Skyliner all you want. Or there, you know, there are gardens with with benches that you can go to. So, uh, so yeah, there's, I would not, I agree with Nick, I would not stress about the room. If you're looking to save money, honestly, go with the standard view because it's still going to be great. So I want to talk about dining as well, because the dining is really good here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I one, you know, want to say up front that we haven't experienced it all. So we'll start with what we have experienced. The quick service here is really great. Um, it's called Primo Piata. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of different options here from pizzas. They also have uh, burgers. They have a croque monsieur, which is a classic French ham and Swiss sandwich served with fries or any kind of side that you want. But then they have some other options like a spicy Italian sandwich and different salads as well. Mm -hmm. So the cool thing about Primo Piata is that they do have some cultural options on on Mm -hmm. the menu with the croque monsieur, which is really good. I I tried it when we were there. So I definitely would recommend uh, Primo Piata. And then Bar Riva is the pool bar, which is also open. And, you know, the One of the only good things about the dining plan not being available is you don't have to worry about what's on the dining plan and what isn't. Mm -hmm. The pool bars typically before, a lot of them weren't on the dining plan. And so you might avoid those if you had the dining plan. But now, you know, there's there's not a dining plan to speak of. And so you can go and check out the pool bar, which has a lot of different kind of pub favorites and Mm -hmm. then obviously cocktails as well. But the big draw here is Tompolino's Terrace, right. which we haven't tried, uh, really just because it's in very high demand. This is a character breakfast and also a really nice signature restaurant mm-hmm. in the evening. And um, it is at the rooftop right. of of Riviera. And I think, that, yeah, I mean, obviously, other than, you know, aside from the fact that it's supposed to be really good food, but it's the location, you know, so if you get like an evening reservation, and you're sitting up there at like eight thirty nine o'clock, you're going to potentially see all of these fireworks shows kind of going off in the distance from like Epcot, even to Magic Kingdom. So, so yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, pretty big draw for a lot of people. It's at the top floor of Riviera. And there's lots of things on the menu here, uh, rigatoni, lobster, linguine, uh, lots of different seafood, uh, filet mignon, a tomahawk veal chop, and then you can get lots of cool desserts like a a, cho- a warm chocolate cake, pistachio mousse, uh, lots of different things on the menu there. And a lot of the reservations, the, the time that is usually most available is that time period between like eight and 10 o'clock mm-hmm. when you do have the fireworks. So a lot of people push their dinner to that time right. so that they can dine and look out the window and right. and be able to see the fireworks from, from Epcot. Yeah. It's something that, um, you know, a lot of people might look into as we um, start to see Harmonious mm-hmm. come in as we get into the 50th anniversary. That show is going to start. So that might be a hot ticket um, for folks. That's the new show at Epcot. That's the new show at Epcot that's coming just in a couple weeks here. Yeah. So that would be a great location to see that. 
you know, and, and here's the thing with fireworks dinners. Go to the park and see the fireworks show in person. Mm-hmm. These dinners are great. And I know there's one California Grill over at the Contemporary Resort. You don't, I don't think you really want that to be your first experience seeing the fireworks. I think mm-hmm. they're meant to be seen in the parks. But if you've seen it before, mm-hmm. I think it's a cool experience to be able to right. go and see them while you're eating dinner. Not something that we have done. Just no. kind of what I'm thinking, you know, on, on those lines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the menu is just a little too posh to take, you know, three young kids. And it's like you said, a lot of the reservations were later. So that was another reason why we we never went up there. I mean, I don't want to take our kids to go eat dinner at nine o'clock. They no, our kids, aren't, by then. our kids aren't going to Topolino's anyway. <laughs> we're not taking our kids to Topolino's. Our, ten years. <laughs> our, kids, our kids are chicken tender kids. You get chicken tenders at... You know, um, Columbia Harbor House or Cosmic Rays, <laughs> hey. and our kids are good to go. Hey, Claire ate escargot. She did. So she might be okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, nobody wants to deal with them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Let's talk about transportation. So, um, yeah, transportation is is the uh, different di- the differentiator here. Yeah. Um, the Skyliner is just amazing. So. A little bit of a refresher on the Skyliner. It's a gondola system. You can take it from Riviera to Epcot. You can go straight to Epcot. Or you can take it to Hollywood Studios. And you do have to transfer to a different gondola at Caribbean Beach. So this connects a number of resorts, including Mm -hmm. Riviera, Caribbean Beach, Pop Century, Art of Animation. And there are some others as, as well. But... I really think that for the parks, this is revolutionary that you can have a, you know, the big, the big bonus always was what parks can you walk to? And that was the big bonus for places like Boardwalk and Beach Club and, and Bay Lake Tower and the Contemporary. But what the Skyliner has done is take resorts that are across the highway Mm -hmm. and a little bit further away and created that walk to advantage. Yeah, I mean, there's like this, you know, this kind of this hub, this Skyliner hub that you can walk to. It's literally like, you know, feet away from Riviera. And like Nick said, you know, you can hop on the Skyliner and not even have to to get off to, you know, jump to another line to go to Hollywood. You could just ride it straight to Epcot the whole way. Um, And, you know, I know I mentioned before that it's, it's like its own little ride in and of itself. And it's it's really great. I mean, you have great views of, you know, the area that you're traveling over. I know ours kind of stopped momentarily on you know, the last time we were there. And Carter, we were, you know, he's looking out the window and he actually saw some turtles that we were all kind of looking at. But it's cool, you know, and, and yeah, it's it's a nice change of pace from like the buses um, as well. So, yeah, this is definitely a perk for for those resorts along that line. You know, we traveled in the summer over the past couple of months and there's typically thunderstorms in the afternoon in Florida. And so that will shut the Skyliner down. So that is a problem. Um, if the Skyliner is closed due to lightning, you're going to have to find alternate transportation. And in most cases, that's going to be a bus. And I will say it is a bit of an inconvenience to have to take a bus back to Riviera because at that point there is a Skyliner loop and the bus is going to stop at every single resort on the Skyliner loop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one run recommendation might be um, if you have a smaller group to get an Uber and to take an Uber back over to your hotel. Mm -hmm. But um, the buses, by and large, though, 
normal times when there's not lightning and the skyliner is not shut down. Getting to Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom is no big deal. The mm-hmm. the buses I thought were really good. It the the resort doesn't share buses with any other resort, which is always a plus. Mm-hmm. So it's not running around before it even leaves the premises. Right. Again, another benefit of having a tower hotel where you're not having an internal bus loop that's going all around and then finally heading to the park. Centralization is a good thing. Right. That's, you know, like you had mentioned Caribbean Beach just being kind of across the way from Riviera. This is a huge moderate resort. I mean, like with five different sections. And I mean, you can even get onto like YouTube and people give you tips for like the sections that you want to try to be in so that you're closest to the bus routes. Um, and yeah, so that's I mean, if you're taking the buses and you're you're in that particular resort, like just be patient because you know, it may take a, a little bit of a longer time. So that is nice. You know, Riviera, it's like one stop. That's it. And, you know, but the caveat with the Skyliner, you know, um, while the buses are great and the Skyliner is great most of the time, just be prepared that if there is rain or that increment weather, they're going to shut them down. So and you have to have a, another plan. Yeah, it's only for lightning. So if right. there's lightning, they're going to shut it down. And to mention, too, you know, the the resort loop, as far as buses are concerned, that's not something that is just specific to value or moderate resorts. Right. Deluxe resorts like Saratoga Springs mm-hmm. and Old Key West have inner loops as well. Right. So if, if, you know, that's just something to take into consideration when you are deciding where to stay is transportation and where, where do you want to be if you do have a loop to, in order to get the best service and the best ride to, to the park. So something to keep in mind, just some odds and ends here on Riviera. Um, such a beautiful resort. You know, mm-hmm. when you walk to the Skyliner, they have these huge murals that are made oh, yeah. out of little tiles. Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, tangled with the the floating lanterns. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Peter Pan. So if you go to Riviera, definitely check that out. They're very pretty. Um, and then we mentioned the art that's mm-hmm. all through the resort. And then, you know, keeping with the European flavor here, you can play bocce ball, which I watched some very spirited games from our balcony <laughs> yeah, we on could our see, last trip. We could see all of that. People our... really get into it. I don't know how to play it, um, which I had an Italian grandmother, and I'm sure that she she knew all about how to play bocce ball. I remember my great uncle talking about bocce a lot, um, but I do not know how to play bocce. And then chess, another game I'm like not very good at. A giant chess, chess set. Board. Yeah, which was really cool to look at and i can't play chess so we never did that no and then they have two swimming pools a one one quiet one and Mm -hmm. then another one that has a big uh lighthouse water slide that the kids really liked and what was really nice about this slide was i mean carter's four well going to be four um and this was a slide it was big enough for him to feel like i'm a big kid going down this thing and yet it was Small enough that, you know, he was able to go up with his brother and sister, of course, wearing his puddle jumper. But, you know, we could watch him from there. You know, some of the slides like at the Polynesian, you know, that wouldn't have been possible. So I really like the slide because you and I could just hang out at the bottom of the slide and watch him. 
go up and down a million times. Yeah, it was a good slide. There's also a splash zone <laughs> yeah. that we didn't take advantage for of. That's for kids. smaller kids. Yeah, it was cute. So overall, I mean, this is a, this is a really great hotel. Next week, we're going to be focusing on another one of our favorites, which is Wilderness Lodge, mm-hmm. which is one of those ones that's at the top tier of of, of our favorites in mm-hmm. Disney World. So that will be coming up on next week as we continue to take a walk around the resort and talking about our our favorite hotels. But Mm -hmm. we appreciate everybody spending a half hour with us. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash raised on the Diz and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash raised on the Diz. And we love to hear from you too. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and you can ask us a question that we'll be happy to answer on the air. But again, thanks for spending time with us here on Raced on the Diz. Have a magical day. And have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Tout semble auprès de lui très démoné. C'est comme les bottines à boutons. Une cloche dès qu'il joue, sa trompette vous en fout. Ça swing comme un pied. Mais oui, c'est pire que l'ennui. Oh là là, mes amis, quel calamité. C'est comme parmi ces gars qui veulent chanter.